Okay, I need to be way louder because this is me making a point. Blah, 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 blah. Look at that. Make Solo. Make your point. Make Solo. Your... But then when I yell, I'm over like this. Yelling. I know how to use my microphone so I can go way up. Way. Blah, 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 blah. That's pretty good. You know how we can test the volume and go like, hey, Paul, what's the petition at now? What's the number? <laughs> it's at fuck you, dude. <laughs> Today on the Geek Out podcast, and I quote, we have covered the entire planet in Minecraft. Game of Thrones is over, and we have thoughts. To quote HBO, please don't unsubscribe from us. <laughs> We've got all the Star Wars Episode 9 news. And the first trailer for Terminator Dark Fate. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. And the latest breaking news, we also just had the Star Trek Picard trailer drop. Have we have you, have we all seen? Okay, good. Okay, great. This is the Zones Geek Out podcast, episode 34. We record this on Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out, Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. Hey, I'm DJ Boytano. You can hear me every weekday at 5 o'clock in the Afternoon Zone doing a show called The Mixtape. Hi, I'm Paul Blasino. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I host that afternoon zone, and uh, I like watercolor paintings, um, doing them, and I'm uh, writing my third book that no one will ever read. Art Aronson, reporter, very tired version of Art Aronson. Why are you very tired, Art? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's that tired. Uh, I'm Kirsten James, and my brother made my mom listen to the start of the last podcast and Good. texted me and says, Mom says she's proud you didn't swear in this fudging podcast. Ah, uh, yay! Fuck yeah, Kirsten! So now I'm back in the good books. Good. So everybody open your drinks and drink every time I fucking swear. Oh, yay. there we go. Okay, she's not going to listen to any more of those, is she? All nope. right. Nope. This week on made Buds my mom proud. <laughs> this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Oh, my turn too. Yay. That's fun. I don't... Wait, I, drink every time I swear. Fuck. Jeez. All right. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, God. I'm, <laughs> I don't have that much Coke. Uh, this week on Buzz Weekly Geek Out, I talked about Minecraft Earth. Just think of Pokemon Go, but with Minecraft. Um, if Microsoft pulls this off correctly, Microsoft, if you've been under a rock, bought um, Minecraft in 2014, I think. If Microsoft does this correctly... Huh. The the 90 million Minecraft users compared to the 20 million peak uh, Pokemon Go users will take over the world. This this sounds like a great concept. I am in love with its potential. We'll have to see how execution is. But basically, you know, at home or wherever, you get on your phone, you get on Minecraft Earth, and you get a build plate. And you build a thing in Minecraft. And then you go out and you can set it down in the real world, in your front yard or at a park or whatever. And then other people can come and see it with their phones in in, in your front yard looking at the thing that you built. Oh. They can also knock it over, but then as soon as they leave it, it resurrects itself. Oh. Cool. There are little resource packages hidden around the world called tappables, like all over the world. The Microsoft has, has taken open maps and they have... Wherever there's a lake, they put in fish. Wherever there are parks, they put in trees. And um, they have they have built this thing up. They seem ready to go. And yeah, so these little resource bundles called tappables, they'll be around, and you tap them, and you get resources, and you can build more things. And there will be 
tiny little adventures sort of get you get you more into the more core Minecraft experience, like a little mini adventure that will be out there too. You have to eat, you have to keep up your health. Um, it's going to be very interesting. A- alternate reality, an AR game where you walk out in the real world and you see Minecrafty things and you do Minecrafty things should be quite interesting. That's kind of neat. You know, <laughs> can I um? Oh, can I tell a story that maybe is relatable to you guys? I was out on Gabriola this weekend, and I had I went on like a really good, uh, yeah, an outdoor thing. But you know what? I like outdoor things, and you know what I always feel like when I'm really in a really cool outdoor place is like, wow, I'm like living like Legends of Zelda right now or something. I feel like adventurous going on, you know, just hikes to the beach or whatever from the cabin to the beach. But it was really cool. I had to go like through a like a neat path on a on a mountain top or like a mountain, and then if you didn't go through that, you went to a swamp instead, and it was really neat. And um, so I see the appeal, even though I have no interest in Minecraft. Anybody? Is that for children? Are there adults who play it? I guess there must be, right? There are plenty of I play of it with my kids. Yep. That's cool. So I, I get the um, wanting to like augment reality thing, because reality is really great, and whatever gets <laughs> children and people to go out there and um, live in it is is uh, neat, I guess. Agreed. Is this yeah. going to be one of those things where if I put the, the very cool house that I once built in Minecraft... Um, out there in the middle of a street, somebody can walk into that house and then get hit by a car in real life? <laughs> um, yes, the potential is there. If you build the house properly, you can go into the house. It's built, at, at, it, it, it embiggens the scale. You can go into the house, you can see the features and everything that you have built. So if you're in the middle of the street and you're looking around and you see the inner walls of the house and you can see the door and any furniture that you, Brian, built, then absolutely the potential to get hit by a car is um, paramount. Absolutely. Yeah. More or less than Pokemon Go, will this kill people? Uh, I would say more because oh, the wow. human beings are in control where um, it was just the company who made Pokemon Go who, who set out the Pokestops and things. Right. There were some misfires, to be sure, but mostly they were using established roads and property and, and kept, you know, never the Well, they, they never took the it all from Discord, so, like, they already had, like, a Discord thing that had all of those things set up, and then Pokemon Go just took all their stops there. That was, like, their thing, because they're like, oh, everyone's all out at, the, out at um, like, Auschwitz ca- capturing <laughs> right. Pokemon. Yeah, that's right. And then they were yeah. like, that wasn't us. We took it from Discord. Like, it, it's a big thing. Like, we swear we didn't put, like, a fucking Volter Herb at, at or, like, a Gasly at, at Auschwitz. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> Oh, wow. But yeah, every individual is free to put Minecrafty things where they want, and then other people can see them where those people place even them. Even in Auschwitz? Uh, even in Auschwitz. Oh, if they... Microsoft. <laughs> oh, man, there's going to be some <laughs> fucked up things out there. So the Pokemon Go one, like, I kind of got it when it got popular, and then I also kind of got it when it a little bit went away, and it always a little bit surprises me when I see people out there who are clearly playing it. But there are still, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's their thing. That's awesome. So question for Brian, I guess, whose mm-hmm. kids like it, and Bud, who I guess knows about this, is like, do we see... Th- like, I know Minecraft is, like, insanely popular. Does this iteration of it out in the real world, will it translate, and do you think it'll become popular and fade off or become and maintain popular? What do you reckon? For my kids, I'm not sure because I don't let them play with my phone that much Good. or mobile devices that much. Smart. Like they have, they do have an iPad, but they're not outside with the iPad right. doing things. It's not on an LTE or a data Yeah, function. and yeah. mostly mm-hmm. like what my kids use the iPad for is like learning how to draw cool things, which mm-hmm. is luckily they're staying away from the stupid shitty videos that you find <laughs> on YouTube. Right. Um, so I don't know how much they'll be playing 
this version of Minecraft outside of where they play it. Like the only per like the only where place I let them play Minecraft is actually on the Xbox. Right. So that one, they're using their dexterity and their their actual fingers and like you know how I right. played video games Hand instead of like swiping a screen. Right. Um, and then too, then we can control it a little bit more. Well, you, you see know? what's happening. You know, the yeah. phone's not in front of their face. It's in it's the living in, it's room. It's in the living room. You, and then plus, like, I get to see what they've built. They've built some pretty cool shit with it. Right. You know? People in the world built Denmark. They recreated the entire country of Denmark in Minecraft, so the potential is there. Yeah, you should wrong. see Kian's little town. Like, Kian, I, I, I built a house and a roller coaster. Nice! Yeah. Well in done, Kian's, Dad! Good in job. Kian's town, but, like, <laughs> he's built some pretty amazing things, like flying houses, and it was like... <laughs> You, you built that like from the start you conceptualize that and you've built it yeah right and it's it's pretty cool to see what kids can it's like can the imagine. sims except futuristic except not so futuristic because minecraft's all pixels yeah right? exactly oh, like forward yeah. and backward it's so it's so funny that way the thing that i liked about pokemon go like just to go compare this back to pokemon go uh is it got a lot of people out of the house like you said paul yeah. like and into wilderness like i know a bunch of people who uh you know said like oh they were overweight and they were gaming at home and pokemon go got them up and out and going because there's like you get uh, prizes in it from walking yeah. mm. and so like a bunch of people like I, I know there's this one guy in like the Victoria Pokemon Go group and he like lost 100 pounds wow. by going wow. and playing po Pokemon Go and it, that was his incentive That's awesome. so I actually really like the idea of like taking something really popular like Pokemon Go or Minecraft and getting people out there so they're not just like sitting on your Xbox playing like I really I, I don't know I think it's cool I don't like Minecraft but. I totally agree I, yeah whatever works for you and I'll never say anything bad about Pokemon Go or any of these augmented reality things so long as they're doing I'm still that. waiting for the, for Harry, sure. the Harry Potter one, which they yeah. just announced. It's yeah. coming. It's coming. Well, they've been announcing it's coming. Like, you know, like well, they have a soon. Harry Potter game that, that they put out last year, and it was shit. And yeah, awful. yeah, yeah. No, but, but this, this new the AR one? Yeah. yeah, I am so jazzed for that one as well. I had the idea of a Ghostbusters one. Which I thought that would that existed. I thought that it, they It does were, exist. Yeah. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yes. I believe they call it Ghostbusters World. I geeked out about it. Oh. Yeah. You should send me a check for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I see this uh, as having probably about the same kind of curve uh, as Pokemon Go. Hugely popular and then right. trail, 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 trail. I just think the curve will be longer because of the already stronger established user base of Minecraft. Right. So, Game of Thrones is over. Sorry I missed the podluck, that's what I'll say. It was so good, there was so mm. much delicious food. I know. All of our what would we eat last meals. Oh, yeah, hey, I brought mine. Would anybody like some of what I would like oh, for geez. my last meal? I still have some at home. Hey, yeah. does it smell good, Art? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what happened? Subscribe, yes. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell, tell I'll, tell I'll tell the pod. I'll tell the pod. I guess was this when you were coming into my house? Yeah, we all pulled up like they, like all everybody, the everybody else car pulled and and I I, I arrived separately and yeah, Kirsten so and Johnny. Bud has in. a pot, a silver pot, a closed silver pot, <laughs> and that's his item that he brought to the 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 podluck. Turns out it was candy. It was just a pot full of candy. Strawberry marshmallows, marshmallow bananas. And then Art goes up to him and he's like, Mmm, smells good. <laughs> <laughs> he was being polite. <laughs> Cute. In my defense nice, as right. well, there was other things that smelled good. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> confusing you? Uh, just, and I've been drinking at the Highland Games all day. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to defend the drinking. But yes, to, to his defense, they just cracked open the, um, the, the hatchback. And all these smells of all this other food came wafting out. So I'm totally 
I totally get it. It was just funny because I've got a freaking silver pot of candy. So that's fine. And yeah, well, <laughs> um, we ought to get into this uh, episode and kind of dissect it a bit. Um, can I say off the hop? I'm going to say that I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was great. I thought it was satisfying because I was outdoors while it was airing. Though I had a really cool moment as well of like I was looking at a bonfire and I was like, "Oh, it's on or it's out. It's like it's finished right now." And that was like a, and I was like, this is my favorite show, the biggest show in the world, but I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I had to turn everything into airplane mode until I got back into civilization, like oh, properly. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid there was like someone riding in my car. She got a spoiler. She was like a big fan oh. too. Oh no. And I told her, I was like, what are you doing on Instagram? And then at a certain point, I just hear from the back seat, she goes, oh, oh, that's spoily. Oh no. And like, I think oh, she no. saw like a massive thing. Oh. No. Um, no. Sad. So, and I don't know if that tiny bit of extra anticipation, I doubt it, but like if it heightened my enjoyment of this episode because I really did enjoy it. I liked it too. Like, I know, like, Art hated it. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. It's, I don't even think it's a solid six for Art. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. But I also uh, really enjoyed the episode. I liked how they ended everything. I liked everybody's um, stories. Yes, there were still problems with it, but yeah. like, I, I liked it. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. I think the overall... Pro- are we going to put a spoiler thing? Or just this is just spoiler-free review right now? No, this okay. is a spoiler. Oh. Okay, so I've, we'll assume that I've put the Mary tag in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the, the problem with it is the overall problem with the season that we've established. Yes. Uh, about about a month ago already mm-hmm. is that the season was obviously rushed and uh, but uh, just the way it ended it was like that Simpsons scene it's it's an ending yeah it's, you know it, mm-hmm. I was satisfied it, it it brought things to a close yeah. Um, I was talking about, I was telling you this, Paul, I was talking about uh, how it was ended. And one of the things that I really liked about it is that nobody, there wasn't like a happy ending. Nobody came out on top. We didn't see our heroes. It wasn't like Jon Snow is the king and the Sansa, like everybody, nobody came out on top of the Game of Thrones. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Actually, that's wrong. (laughs) <laughs> Braun came out on top. Braun uh, is the winner of the Game of Thrones because everybody else, like, you know, yes, Sansa ends up being Queen of the North, but, like, she had to go through a lot of shit and sacrifice a lot of stuff to get there. Um, like, everyone that kind of, like, yes, Tyrion is now the Hand of the King, and, like, it, but but Braun, like, came from nothing. He was in the right place at the right time to push somebody out the moon door, does and a now bunch he's of, fucking the master of coin? Yeah, does a bunch of merc work, which he's getting money for the whole time through. Yeah. He wins the Game of Thrones. Get, get, make some great deals, get some good promises. You're absolutely right. Yeah. He was also like, he was the smart one in this last season to be like, I'm going to stay the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Let you guys deal yeah. with everything. And then when everything's all said and done, I'm going to come in. I was thinking about that too. I was like, why, why was Miss Sandy on that boat? Why didn't she just like, because she knew they were all going to go to war. Like, what, she didn't need to be there. Yeah. She was ride or die though with Daenerys. Yeah. She's the yeah queen's advisor hand yeah. buddy buddy. The, yeah. Everything was great for me, um, except for like the Daenerys storyline, the Daenerys heel turn. And uh, it's been dissected to death I think too but it was the thing that you know really launched that asshole petition last week mm-hmm. um, of uh, people being unsatisfied is because they really were rooting for Daenerys and that was the major major last minute twist of this whole entire series Kirsten have you, as you've pointed out to build up a protagonist for the entire show just to have it turn and you know on the other protagonist is like wild and I don't think it's ever been done before in a piece of popular culture like this so but that's what we're all still reeling from 
from? That was like the big thing that happened and was resolved in this final episode and we still had to deal with. We were still dealing with the fact that like, well, maybe she's not that bad. Maybe yeah. every single one of those people down in King's Landing was a child molester oh. and should have got it. So, <laughs> Including like, the children. Even the children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even the children. Right? So like, maybe, maybe we didn't know. But it was in this episode and especially in that like super cool um, you know, like a shot of her with the dragon wings oh, behind her is like best uh, shot. Oh, she's evil queen. Okay, well, and she, that, that, like, she really went there. Like her giving that speech with the projection skills of a fucking like wizard. No kidding, yeah, that I, was, I was incredible. Like, that was like my one quip, and then I was like, oh, I shouldn't be talking. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a PA system. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you got a fuck? bunch of Dothraki screamers but, down there. But yeah. like. Well, well, a couple things about that scene. That set piece um, yeah. was a hundred percent meant to mimic like like Hitler's speeches, right. and um, particularly like there's this movie called Triumph of the Will, which is like him in front of like all of his people, and he's got the big Nazi flag there, and of Damn. course you see the huge Targaryen flag, which I'm like. Who brought that? Yeah, exactly. There's also a, a, a movie that. called Star Wars: The Force Awakens where he's talking in front of the First Order. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. it's totally it like that. It was familiar imagery, but like that, yeah. And you get that like evil vibes from her, and and you know it's that total. That that's when you like for me at least I came to accept like yes she is a tyrant, but the thing is in her heart. Her, her motivation is still she wants to free the world. She wants to make the world a better place. And that is like the really scary thing about tyrants mm-hmm. is that that's, they're not inherently evil or they don't think they are. Yes, they, this, this is the trope yeah. of the good guy, bad guy, pardon my gender typing, is the bad guys don't think they're bad. No. They think they're doing the right thing. And she and throughout the whole movie, she has, or movie, um, <laughs> TV series, she has been doing the right thing, but is she just, she didn't stop. She kept going and she was like, we're going to get the rest of the world. Like So that to me, I thought that speech was so well done because I was like, oh, fuck Daenerys. Like, you've gone too far. Like, you think you're doing good, but you're not. Like, do you not yeah. see this big, like, Nazi sign behind you? Like- it, it wasn't going to end at King's Landing, and that's what she made really clear, right? Yeah. It's like, she, in her mind, had freed these people with fire. Yeah. And she's going to free death. more people. And she's going to free more people. Yeah, yeah, it was, that was well done. And that, that moment where, like, Tyrion takes off his hand, uh, or, like, the, the hand of the queen, like, fuck, that was so good. Yeah. Um, and he, he throws it across. I'm surprised she didn't burn him right then. Same. Like, I agree. That was a bit weird, but like, oh, he's going to be a prisoner again because that's what happens with Tyrion. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably because she was in front of all the witnesses and she wants to seem a little bit sane. I didn't. I didn't like. What do you guys think about Grey Worm going with her the whole time and and not? I mean. They did what they could to quickly uh, set that up, is that Grey Worm was, number one, ride or die from the very beginning with mm-hmm. Daenerys as well, and number two, that something snapped in him, obviously, when uh, Miss Ande was beheaded, that he, look, he's a foreign guy, he'd never been to this country, he doesn't really give a shit about its people, right? It's all he really cared about were two women, the queen who had freed him from slavery and brought him across the world and made him a general, and the woman that he loved. So, if one... One is dead and the other wants to burn all these nobodies to death. That's where he was going to go. And yet somehow he decides what happens to Jon Snow. Like, what the fuck? Nah, I know. He didn't decide. The dumbest thing of the entire episode. Mm -hmm. I don't think he decided. He 
he he must pay. He may well. He said he must pay, but he's not the one to make the decision. That's why he actually told the councils, like, "Well, make your decision on who's the king, yeah. and then that king can decide." But he was still holding that position of power of like, totally. "No, you you told you told us to bring him, but we're not going to bring. Him. He's he's our prisoner." You can't. And like, forget. what did he think was going to happen though? Like, half of that council was Starks or the family right? of the Starks. Like, yeah, what yeah. do you fucking think was going to happen? So it's like, a pretty shrewd move from Grey Room not to just bring him yeah. at that time. Even though Daenerys is dead, still because of the military, like. Um, power or holding of the both the Dothraki and the um, Unsullied that were uh, loyal to her, they're still technically in power and like giving her or her memory or her whatever legacy, I guess, kind of like the power over the people that had mm-hmm. done treason against but her. But their sort of flaw is really just an army is that uh, with a, without a leader, with their basically right. their head cut off is that they're not moving forward. Right. They're and not. That, no one's going to make that decision to kill Jon Snow. Uh, unless it's coming from And a that was power. one of the things right. that I, I was really sad that we didn't get to see was the immediate fallout of what happened after John killed Daenerys. Yeah, you get a time jump. You, you could, and the, the only reason you know it's a time jump is because how ugly and scraggly John and Tyrion's beards <laughs> are. Right, yeah. like, oh, okay, time has passed. <laughs> right. Their beards are gross. But I wish that we could have seen that because what happened, like, they're all standing outside in formation ready to go burn some stuff down. And, like, what happened? Like, how did Grey Worm not go nuts and kill John. A bigger plot hole might be, because like, you can see Grey Worm there again, like holding military power and then demanding justice is what he does. Like It's a bit shitty that he then is like, okay, good enough, I'm going away now, mm-hmm. and like sailing mm-hmm. off to Noth. So like, yeah, John could have just been like, okay, can I come back and live south of the wall again? Precisely. But um, a bigger plot hole almost is that um, Daenerys is dead, and the dragon picks her up and flies away with all the evidence, and if, <laughs> let's say, Grey Worm didn't come in and was like, where's Daenerys, John could have been like, I haven't seen her. God, I think I she's know. in the bathroom, man. Yeah, yeah, you know what? She said she didn't like no, this place. No, but this would speak to Jon Snow being kind of like the Ned Stark yes, type character exactly. being like, look, the oh. honorable thing is to fess up. I killed her. Oh, yes, it, honorableness. Oh I also want to talk about that moment, um, watching it in our group pod, because when Jon he declares his love, and Daenerys, you are my queen forever and always. Everybody in the viewing was like, Ugh. Oh, fuck, John, We're come just on. Like, come on, Jon Snow, <laughs> like so disappointed. And then there's that beat, and then she goes, Ugh. And every everybody in our like we were like, did he just? Oh my god! Did and everybody he just, said, did you just stab her? Like yeah. uh, it was oh. just such a great moment because like even though you kind of saw it coming, I don't think anybody saw it coming in that moment. Like it was yeah. just so beautifully done. Yeah. On a second watch, you see his right arm go, and you see his body turn a bit to the right. And if you get the sound turned up too, you hear us. You hear us. Yes, yeah, I didn't hear it at the podluck viewing. You're right, but uh, uh, listening later, I'm just like, I heard that too. And yeah. incredible that moment was incredible. so well done. Like, I love that whole, like, her going crazy tyrant, um, Tyrion throwing the hand away, and then that moment, like, that whole piece was just so fucking well done, like... And then and Drogon burning the. I love that so much. Throat. Fuck you, chair! I'm gonna burn you down. You're pointy. Yeah. So I like. I'll just. Yeah, I really think this. Um, this ending was great. It was just as we were expecting, or should have known was coming the whole entire time from George Martin was bittersweet, and that's all he ever said. And he looked down the list of characters, and every single person got a bittersweet ending, um, except for I guess Daenerys is dead. Um, <laughs> but like, really, right? Like, that's kind of the best we can hope for for all of these characters. After you know their family was killed, the Starks like came back from that, and yes, Sansa's queen in the north, but that's at a great cost to her personally, mm-hmm. like you say. 
John gets to go north of the wall and probably live a pretty good life. Yeah. You know, like he's going to establish trade. He's going to be a real stud up there. He gets to live with his dog. His best bud Tormund is there. Like they're mm-hmm. having a fuck of a good time. They're going to crush the ladies. Shooting a Bud Light gonna... commercial. Up there. <laughs> 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 um, if there was it was a small detail, but. When uh, John and the free folk go north of the wall, there's like a plant growing through the snow, yeah. which I think like people have said will mean that because the White Walkers like evil winter magic is no longer present, spring will come north of the wall. There's no real reason for the Night's Watch to really exist anymore. Yeah. Maybe the wall can come down, but either way, John will just like live happily in a very beautiful, wide open, free country. That's a great. Again, it's a little well, sweet. He doesn't get yeah. to be with his family. He doesn't get to be king anymore. But that's a he great ending for that king. character. He didn't want to be really. king. But, uh, like, yeah, I, he didn't want to be king. The thing that yeah. I like... No, the thing that I like about John and, and, and a lot of people were saying this before the show, is that they were afraid that it was going to be this white male savior thing, right? right? Especially with Daenerys doing the heel turn. Everyone's like, oh, John, it's going to be some man that's the, the hero of Game of Thrones or whatever. Um, but that's not what we got. Like, yes, John killed Daenerys, but again, like, at great personal cost. Like, he did not, he loved her. Again, he has to, like, sacrifice the woman he loves for duty, right? Honor over duty or whatever that line is. Um, like he he and then he gets like arrested and then he gets sent north like he is not the hero of this at all like mm-hmm. it was a very personal sacrifice for himself and i love see i kind of disagree with i that. love that he didn't end up on the iron throne it's Art. another great example i want to hear yeah. what you yeah, have to say about that Art, but too. once again it's a great example of the um the the real drama being within one's mm-hmm. human heart. It's like John had to make that decision for himself rather than fight a guy with a sword. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Go yeah, on I want to well, hear what Arya has on to that, say. Just on that note alone, he's like the martyr. He martyred himself to save the day. He's the big hero of the story at the end of the day. Because if he doesn't do that, the tyrant is there. This show goes on and probably would be more interesting. But I don't think he is a martyr, though, because then they have him on trial and they're not like, yay, John, you're the our martyr. Like, yes, we're going to forgive you of all your crimes. They're like, well, maybe no. not in that world, but to people watching the show like me. You thought that he was a big savior. Yeah. He, made the, he had the big hero moment. It is a big think... self-sacrificial move because he's pretty much the only person who could do it. Yeah. And he knows that he's going to be in big shit for doing this and he does it anyway. So Art. Um, and I'm sure he was saying this a lot on Sunday night when he was loaded. No, he was so quiet. But he didn't say he, but I heard him say it even on Tuesday when we got back to work. Work when we, he was less loaded. But um, <laughs> he was he kept saying I could write it better myself. So I would love to set for you his homework. Look, at, the show is over, but we don't have to stop talking about Game of Thrones. I would love for you to write okay, what a I broad meant. strokes scripts. You don't have to have every single. Doesn't have to be like 500 pages worth yeah. of dialogue. But I want you to really sit down and write what you wish I, for the last episode. And if you need to retcon other things too throughout the season you can but you should do that are you gonna let me like say my piece on this here yes okay yeah but so, i want you to write that okay <laughs> He's I will. right now all right and what i meant by that was just so many missed opportunities with this last episode so many guys so many and quite frankly it fell into what every other tv show before it has done and the way it ties off these characters at the end why do we like game of thrones why do i like game of thrones because i'm shocked i get intrigue and yes you guys are right we should have seen this coming it was rushed six episodes you can't lock up all these big storylines in a good satisfying way in just six episodes but for me as soon as that 40 minute hit 
in the in the episode. After we got the great moments with, I agree, the, the best moment was probably uh, Tyrion throwing the hand pin. Like, that was great. I was like, yes, this is what I want. Um, and then, yes, we got uh, Daenerys being a bit of a tyrant there. But seriously, she was the bad bitch for, what, 10 minutes in the entire show? That's all we got. Like, how can we be upset with someone? We, we didn't get to see any of that. And Grey Worm, they didn't even give him an opportunity to, like, come back and be a guy that you cared about anymore because it was so rushed, so quick. Um, it, I, I just think that Game of Thrones, it had an opportunity to be one of the greatest shows ever, and it just didn't. It fell flat. And for me, that's sad because, you know, I've been watching... I mean, I haven't watched as long as everybody else because I binged. But I was expecting something incredible to finish the season. But, okay, In the end, it was, a co- have... it was a cookie-cutter ending. But that, I don't think – I totally disagree. I do not think that was cookie-cutter at all. Cookie-cutter ending would have been like maybe John convincing Daenerys that, okay, you got to tone it down a little bit. Why doesn't then, Daenerys then, just win the whole thing and it's over? Like that would be more interesting than what happened. But that's, that's the also, Paul – I think that's the Paul Friends comparison. It's, it's too convenient. That's the, But that's also like a cookie – like, I liked this ending. I liked that nobody was really happy about it. I liked that it was, like, a big compromise because that's, that's, like, real life. There wasn't, yeah. like, one big hero. Like, everybody sacrificed. Everybody didn't really get what they wanted. And the it ended. winning it all is pretty predictable because I was calling out no what if she's the tyrant and the bad the bad person wins that's not predictable but then you would be mad because she was only bad for 10 minutes and and that's also like a like a really bleak ending rather than bittersweet which well then why well why do we need game of thrones to end in this way that it did and i i seriously as soon as that 45 minute hit I my eyes glazed over. I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen for the rest of this episode. We're going to get sloppy fan service is what we got. Did you know that? Did you call that Bran was going to be in the uh, Iron Throne? No, but I don't I didn't care about that. Like that whole scene with all the seven kings and all these like secondary characters that I didn't really care about that much in the show anyway. Now they're all calling the shots. Like fuck Davos didn't even know how to talk earlier in, or didn't even know how to read earlier <laughs> yeah. in this in this show. And here he is making decisions for all of Westeros. I did think- Why? Because you liked him during the show. Well, it's because they're the show, all like, the let's just get ladies. all the characters that everybody kinda liked as secondary, and here they are around this table making all all these decisions I don't give a shit what any of those guys have to Not say because be, uh, they're all the lords and ladies of, of Westeros and that's like how they're uh, what's it called the system fealty system yeah but like that, the feudal system like that's how and then even Sam was like let's have a de- democracy and they're like <laughs> yeah, yes, yes that was funny but that's still that was just like let's that's what everybody wanted they wanted their favorite characters who were left to you know have it all tied up nicely for all of them and i not, i just yeah. not to be an in the books guy but i'm positive that if that same council happens in the books it'll be a very different council of people only because martin will have set up like who the actual mm-hmm. ruling lords and ladies around the entire continent are and not you're right just our fan favorite characters yeah, all our fan favorites were there and i'm just like this is gilmore girls yeah, this is parenthood gendry this the, is like gendry was the lord of storm's end yara was the the lord or lordus or whatever of of the yeah, 
Ironborn. The Ironborn. Like, sure. like they were all the Sam people they should have. Yeah, they had it make the, sense. Yeah. yeah. The, like the the people that were there, I I do agree that in the books it'll probably be a different mm. um, crew of people that are there. Gendry but is... all the people that were actually there in the show, they made it so at least it made sense why they were there or yeah. why they were the ones making mm-hmm. that decision. I didn't like though that like Yara turned so quickly. She was like, no, I said I was going to, you know, protect Daenerys and here I am and then they're and like, where's okay. she been for the past season too? Well, she yeah. went up to go she get She went the to the Iron, Iron Islands to, to hold just them. in case, yeah, uh, yeah she it wanted just, to hold Iron Islands. It just seemed really small too. Like we got, you got Winterfell, you got King's Landing, that's it. And then I guess above but the that's, wall that's, there. That's what we've been it saying about the whole really, season. It though. seemed right. really small. Yeah, and that's Westeros what, that's what really we've been small. saying about the whole yeah. season is that with just the six episodes, you can't really have that extended universe. And I'm sorry, but that's not an excuse, man. This is this is HBO. HBO has to wear this. Like, well, for me, they take the biggest It's not HBO. Here. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, Yeah, but they allowed this husband. to happen. Yeah. They allowed this to happen. They... Oh, they Paid these guys to do this show, but again, what are they going to do? They're like, no, you have to do this many episodes. So I will say this though about George R. R. Martin. So he gave Benioff and Weiss three beats for this entire season. They were like, "How's it going to end?" And he gave them three beats. No, hang on, hang on. I've heard your your husband told me this at the ball game the other day, and I don't think this is right. It is. Well, no, I think he like draw, drew it out for them pretty clearly, like broad stroked it. But yeah, he, like broad stroked. He said, "But you're saying it as three. if he like gave them like." I should give you these riddles three, and you must figure out the entire rest of what happens. But, like, he whiteboarded it out for them. Like, again, like, he didn't give them the books or the manuscripts of what's going to be, but he gave them the details. Here's how it's going to end. Here's I how think, it's going to yeah, end. Yeah, but, I mean, the three beats that he gives them are pretty, like, you need to get the places right, to that. fall into to place to do it. But, like, he didn't... He didn't describe like okay now all the lords and ladies of Westeros are gonna say what's going to Jon Snow like they mm. b- did that themselves. So George R. R. Martin gave him three things: Arya kills the Night King, uh, that Jon kills Daenerys, and that Bran is on the Iron Throne. Those are the three things that he was like. This is how it needs to end. And yes, maybe he gave a little bit more detail. He wasn't just like okay, have fun, bye. <laughs> Um, but that, but those are the three plot points that he gave the showrunners that they had to get to in these last two seasons without his books. I want to see your source on this. Okay. Oh, geez. Guys, all I'm trying to say is we can expect better from Game of Thrones. I liked should. it, Art. I liked expect it. Expect better. Art is not alone in these thoughts. Like, clearly. Oh, I'm, this is a, no, I'm, I think Art signed the petition, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I the petition. That's the sad thing about this show is... It, it, yeah, you're you're maybe right, Art, in that we deserve better. Like at best, you can say this was a very divisive finale and way to end this show, and that's kind of a shame because for the first five, six seasons, it was unfucking real. Yeah, you know, and and that's too bad that. You know, in a lot of fans' eyes, it did fall off and was divisive. For Kirsten and I, god damn, do we sleep soundly at night mm-hmm. loving it. Yeah. I really do. Well, I love it. I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep over this, guys. I got the last scene I wanted. I wanted, I said on I the podcast that. before, I was like, I want the last scene to be Tormund and Ghost walking north of the wall and him giving a pat. And I just got like the added bonus that John Snow Listen, was there, too. Kirsten, I, I am very. I ended exactly how I wanted it to. I'm very happy that you guys enjoyed it. That's fine. I just expected more from what.
what could have been. I want to see a script. I just want to go out and say, because, like, for what you had just said and for what all the people in the petition are saying in terms of, like, we deserve better, I do just want to say that it's fucking TV show one. (laughs) Because, and, like, to say something like deserved, that's that's a very first world problem, first of all. Um, First off, I didn't say deserved. I said expired. Let's let's rewind the tape back. You said said it it twice (laughs) just now. You said, we deserve better. We deserve better. So uh, I'm just going to say, one, and then two, yeah, one, I I wasn't 100% satisfied with it. Maybe I'll give it like a a 7 out of 10 or whatever. It's not, we can't call it. It's not not the greatest show of all time anymore. It isn't. Well, and I'm still sleeping soundly about you know yeah. with and I but I would always liken it to you know the, again the curse of television mm-hmm. and the curse of putting on a piece or like producing a piece of art that's not just in the hands of one single writer like George R R Martin. In this case, it's in the hands of showrunners. It's in the hands of cast, crew, all these people, and that's the difficulty you're always going to have with a television Spoken show like a true as apologist. successful. Yes. Yeah, okay, sure. You were so... I've never seen you so angry. You need to go take a nap before we watch this. How did we not get Grey Worm versus Jon Snow? Like, what is a staple of Game of Thrones? Can I finish what I was saying before you... I I think we couldn't even get that. Can I finish what I'm saying before you call me an apologist again? I I think we need to give artists Snickers. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Jesus Christ. It's great to have you here, though, because there is, like, a lot of petulance online, and you are definitely, like, harboring that right now. So, to finish my thought... Finish my thought before I get oh called an apologist God. again. Yeah. Uh, you have a cast and crew of people putting on this, you know, this piece, and it's not just George R. R. Martin in a room writing something because he said himself, "If I need to, I can add more chapters to my book just to make things make sense and to make a story play out the way I want it to." Right. But here we have people deciding on how many episodes we're going to we're going to make this thing in and if we want to stretch it out longer they don't have that luxury because what if Kit Harrington wants to just be done with the show are they going to fucking uh, recast Jon Snow in season 9 and 10 that's uh, you know again it's the curse of television it's the curse of an ensemble production if, if All JR, those things are true. That doesn't make it a better show. No, I hear your disappointment, though. Oh, Again, it does. <laughs> it's it's very similar to, like, say, uh, Tolkien had died before he finished The Return of the King, and uh, Peter Jackson was making those movies, and the last one was, like, hella fell off, and the writing was not as good. I'd be disappointed. I'd be like, these aren't my favorite movies of all time. So I get what you're saying in that way. I feel your disappointment. I understand. And I would have said it if I didn't enjoy Endgame. But they they were fantastic in the way they did it. Yeah. Did you like the uh, John Hughes ending of Game of Thrones, though? Love that. Oh, man. This is the greatest... I feel like that did e- that did even more fan service to me. I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, John I'll add this. Ending. I'll add this to the show notes. You have to see it if you haven't. <laughs> and I legitimately cried at that last shot. Like I, I really like welled up and started sobbing. <laughs> Kirsten sent us a photo of uh, of her tear. <laughs> Art, you're so quiet. You know what though, Art? You're not alone. Like that. Here's the thing. It's like uh, Brian's an apologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul and I are sleeping soundly at night. I think we just. Um, Bud is trying to stay out of it. it. I'm but just like Switzerland, you, yeah. 
you are not alone, right? No. Like, even though us in the pod were, like, trying to, you know, you're not alone in thinking this. And it's, I know. I have, like, a dozen friends who think the exact same well, way. Well, I think you, you have a, a million, million friends <laughs> on petitions. Yeah. You made all these friends. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't even read that petition. I don't care about that petition. And I thought, overall, the final season of Game of Thrones is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It is. But they just missed a huge opportunity to be, like, the best show. But this is what I like about like you media, know, right? Yeah. It's so subjective, and uh, people love or hate what they love or hate, and then we're going to talk about it forever. And I think maybe that's where you're getting it wrong here. I like Game of Thrones is still one of the best shows I've ever watched. But it fell it off just a bit could for have you. been well, the greatest we show, and that's disappointing. Well, and we got the coffee cup right? and the water bottle. Yeah. Jason so really, it did. Like, uh, Jason Alexander's tweet is really good, where he sticks up for the cast and crew. Uh, knowing a little something about being on a finale that <laughs> received mixed reactions. Dear, <laughs> dear GOT company, I know a little something about finales and disappointed fans. My advice, live in joy so you are part of something that moves people so. You are all magnificent. My family and I loved it all. Thanks. Jason Alexander. Yep. Um, um, and also, the last, very last thing that was said in the episode is um, Tyrion trying to get through his honeycomb oh. and jackass joke for the third time in the series. Brian, do you want to? Uh, yeah, I found because they found it? this article on the internet where uh, some Game of Thrones fans actually reverse engineered the joke, <laughs> you know, as if it were being told by Tyrion. So this is what the joke would be: it'd basically be a conversation in the uh, brothel with Tyrion holding a honeycomb and a jackass between. It would be a conversation between him and the madam. So the madam would say, what can we do for you? Tyrion, I need a woman to lay with, for mine has left me. Madam, whatever for? And what's with a honeycomb and mule? <laughs> Tyrion, my woman found a genie in a bottle, and she wanted he grant her three wishes. The first was for a house fit for a queen, so he gave her this damn honeycomb. The second wish <laughs> was to have the nicest ass in all the land, so he gave her this damn donkey. <laughs> The madam was like, and what about the third wish? Tyrion says, well, she asked the genie to make my cock hang down past my knee. Madam, well, that's not so bad, hey? Tyrion says, not so bad. I used to be six foot three. Yeah, he tried to say that joke <laughs> twice. And was interrupted. Oh, uh, the man. one when he was on trial at the Erie, and then the other one he was trying to say it in Marine wow. when they got interrupted by uh, you know by an attack. What a long game! I love that. That's so good. <laughs> Mary uh, Mary Harrison's owner and uh, listener Mary Harrison emailed geek out at the zone.fm with the subject line. What in the seven hells was that? Mary agrees with you. There you go. Like, yeah. Mary had an extensive email, and we can't cover the all all the points of it, but we'll 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 cover a couple of the questionable things. Uh, first being, why was everyone moving so? Let me just read this the way she wrote it. Slowly. Did they have to fill up that much time? There were a lot of long looks, slow movements, and slow walking in this one. Horses included. <laughs> the only quick line in the whole show was Braun. The further away, the better, regarding Drogon. So, yeah. That's that was nobody had any lines. What? There was so much talking. I, that's one of the things I loved about this episode. Like, that whole scene with Jon Snow and Tyrion in, in the, where he's, like, in the dungeon. And they have, like, a 15-minute dialogue. It yeah. is so good. And I was like, this is what we were missing in the show, is all this talking. That's right. And not just battling. I agree. The politics and the, and the chit-chat and the, the, the sort of the, the, the inner rumblings and the starts of things like this, very enjoyable in Game of Thrones. It doesn't always have to be all the swords. I do agree with Mary, though. They could have cut a lot of time out of there if they just, like... Even 
even faded Tyrion walking from one end of the hall to the other instead of <laughs> the whole fucking shot of him walking down a hall with his short little legs. Poor guy. Uh, one of uh, Mary's uh, questionable things is chair rearranging for Tyrion. So at the end, when he's uh, going to hold his first uh, small council meeting, he rearranges the chairs. She says, uh, uh, maybe because he's nervous or he wanted things tidy or, nope, sorry, can't find the motivation for that one. <laughs> That's actually a really neat callback to a scene. I think it's in season two or three, maybe, when um, Tywin is Hand of the King. <gasps> and the, everyone comes in. It's like Varys and Littlefinger and uh, Grand Maester and Cersei. And they play this game of chairs of like who gets to sit closest to him. Oh yeah! Cersei wow. takes a chair and walks it around the other side of the table, oh, showing yes, like, right. how smart she is, and puts it next to Tywin. Tyrion does a thing as well. He like puts his chair at the end of the table to have another powerful spot. So clever. It's a little yeah th- throwback to that again. Game of love chairs. the long games. Yeah. Uh, the other one she was talking about was Drogon, and the scene that I had a lot of issue I took a lot of issue with at first uh, was was when he came and Daenerys, Daenerys was stabbed and killed she was laying on the floor and he landed in there and did his old investigating he was like pissed off and is like fuck you chair <laughs> and he melted the iron throne so um, I I hated that scene at first because it was like what a fucking a dragon knows symbolism and metaphors <laughs> and he's like if she can't have the iron throne nobody can the symbol um, of power which corrupted my mother but again, I again I did this before. I gotta give another shout out to Jeremy Baker's podcast, uh, Mare Bear and the Maiden Jar. They had Fearless Fred on last Tuesday. Uh, I guess when they released it last Tuesday, um, and he sort of his his take on it sort of talked me off the ledge of that scene and made me accept it a little bit more. In that, uh, if you think of it kind of in a literal sense, and if you almost think about the dragon as like a dog, uh, he was describing. Uh, Danny going up to the chair. The fact that one, she didn't get to sit on it. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. She just she felt one of the the swords on the chair with her left hand, and that was it. John walked in the room. They had their whole thing. They kissed, and then she got stabbed. Um, and when Drogon flies in, he lands. He sees you know Danny dead. He kind of goes down and smells, and he actually smells her left hand. And I actually rewatched the scene. He smelled <gasps> her left hand. Oh. Whoa. So he smells. He catches a scent of the of the chair. And so it's not that he wants to get vengeance on a chair that he thinks killed her, but he wants to destroy the thing, the last thing that is, like, on her It scent. was like that mm-hmm. meme. Pokey, spiky chair. Yeah. <laughs> so he, 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 he blasts his fire at the chair, and it was like, okay, I... I can see that it's not as corny. What as I what I took that I, scene as, as what I took that scene as was that Drogon was pissed and he wasn't gonna kill Jon Snow, a Targaryen. A, well, a Targaryen who he, who he recognizes and flew on. Oh, hang on. Have a call on seven one, John Shields. Who flew on his back and all that, and they did the waterfall kisses. Um, I just thought, like, he was angry, and that was his way of expressing grief, and the chair just happened to be there. He turned his head, he was like, and then he burned the chair. So I think it was just, it was happenstance that Mm -hmm. the chair was there, and maybe fan service, that that's how it ended. So final thing of uh, Mary's, and maybe we should wrap up, how long have we done on Just Game of Thrones here, bud? Oh, but at least half an hour, (laughs) yeah. Is that uh, she points out to, um, why was 
chosen John suggested it as king because of he had a great story and as well as Arya who had a better story than Ar- than Arya and so this is I think um, a mistake or like a misreading of that scene that a lot of people are making and then being upset that people with you know because Tyrion says like stories are so important um He's not talking about their personal stories of like what they went through and what their like character development and mm-hmm. arcs were as if we were watching this TV show. He was talking about just stories and history and how Bran inside of his head has the entire history and story of their entire civilization and that's why that story is important and that's what makes him qualified to be the king not I, like he you know john came back to life that's pretty interesting that he did that maybe he should be king that's not what he's and talking not only about. that like from a logical standpoint brands like the only one in that seat like all of all the people that are seated there that wouldn't rule like an asshole yep mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of what they say doesn't too, rule with right? emotion nope um, the other thing That's I want to pick out of Mary's email just really quick is the part about uh, Sir Brienne writing Jamie's story in uh, the Ledger of the Kingsguard. Um, I liked that she wrote in that. I liked that. I liked all the memes that came out. Like the Sex in the City meme <laughs> had like, me laughing. Yeah, yes. it's so good. Um, but. Uh, I didn't love that. I, I like that she finished his story because there's a, a scene back in season two or season three uh, where um, Jamie is being made fun of by um, Joffrey. Joffrey, thank you. Um, being like, well, there's nothing in your book. You have no accomplishments. You're the worst ever, fake dad. Um, and so it's nice that he did have accomplishments. He did go to the north. He did all this stuff. But this, like, such a, again, missed opportunity when, he, when she turns the page of the book. She should have written writ her own fucking name in that book because that's what her you own. do. Her because she is now the leader of the of that's the right. Kingsguard, oh, and yes. she st- should have like that book means so. First of all, how did that book survive? Mm. But that book means so much. It's all of the leaders of the Kingsguard from fr- from forever, and it's like a big deal to right. have your name written in that book. She should have turned the page and started her own story. Hmm. That's probably like, a low ego move that show- that somebody else should do that. Yeah. I think it's implied that she will get her name and her deeds. Yeah, written but it in that was book, I just, again. I just fuck. I don't think that uh, Brienne got enough of an ending with that she fucked Jamie and that yeah. now she's writing a story and like, oh, he saved his queen. Like that was oh, no. it. Like they just had to do one thing of her writing or like sure finish Jamie's story, but right in there he he knighted the first female knight of of Westeros. That would be great. Because actually. that's a great moment for him and that's what it yeah. should have anyway. For so. the good of the memes like uh, <laughs> how she wrote on one meme lays good pipe but hits and quits. That's funny. But if like <laughs> if they hadn't a, like boned for no reason then it just would have been one night respectfully writing of another. And I would have liked that. that would have been better. It would have been better because they would have yes. had the, that moment of her uh, like filling out his accomplishments anyway. Anyway, yeah. didn't like. Mutual respect. Did not like. Anything else on Game of Thrones, friends? I'm exhausted of it. Are we uh, settled that uh, I'm getting lunch? Oh, no, I have to look at that thing. Uh, Fuck look. that thing. Okay, that yeah, we had our, our Game of Thrones pod thing where we filled out all of the winners and everything, and uh, we had several recounts. <laughs> Did we? And, did we? Have we established what this is? We we had a list of characters, and we had to. Well, we put it on the Death Facebook pool. page. Yeah. Too, oh, right, we the, did. The, yeah, the Death Pool. We had several recounts. I was victorious, and I feel like my victory dance really set people off because I just rubbed everyone's faces in it too much that they had to recount them again and again and, and again 
Anyway, I, I have to look should... at it because this this is what I did not realize. I and and this is why it was wrong. I did not realize that the question who ends up on the Iron Throne was worth five points. Mm-hmm. So we or I marked it as one point. However, I do not agree that saying there is no Iron Throne is the answer there because that answer is very. So Paul and Brian both wrote, there's no Iron Throne. But I think that's, it's like a, such a bullshit answer, because yes, there is an Iron Throne, but technically Bran is on the Iron Throne. Yeah, I, and it shouldn't be worth five points. Even that, if it was worth one, though, I'd still win. Okay, then yes. that's fine. So, but I'm going to recheck uh, that thing again. In that case, it's like, I very, you know, if anyone had guessed Bran in our pool... Obviously, they would have won it. Like, they would have got the five points. But I still think Brian and I should get the five points for guessing that. No. Because like, I, when that I was... read that question, I read it as who is going to be the leader at the end. You shouldn't not the physical iron throne. You shouldn't necessarily get the point because that wasn't like an option that we were all, you know, you guys did sort of bonus marks. But it wasn't it wasn't an option that we were all privy to, but I to didn't, think of. Well, it did say, yeah. It well, did say it was... I, I also had said it in that, like, there's no iron throne in that. There's not going to be, like, they're, they're old, the old ways of picking a king is going to be... You know, but it was the same. It. It's just that instead, there Bran comes. <laughs> that remi- reminded me of the meme. No, if Sansa, it was the same, it would have been Jon Snow. N- absolutely nobody. And then, uh, yeah, his dick doesn't work. Art, are you leaving oh, us? We love you, Art. Okay. Bye. Bye. Listen Go to between. Bye. Listen to between the stammers. Go have a nap. I'll see no. you later. Oh, Jesus. Um, anyway, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, we <laughs> might. <be. laughs> I just want to say though, he was up at three in the morning. He's doing the morning show news. Too. I, I I know that I'm on the right track in making a good argument when he calls me an apologist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the five point thing, I'm going to double check. But I will oh, yeah, ask. I will ask. Wait, wait. I'll ask our podcast listeners this is a question. Do you think that Brian and Paul should get the full five points for answering the question who sits on the Iron Throne at the end with saying there's no Iron Throne? Rather than a person's name. What do you think? Throwing it out there. Yeah, and I will tell the listeners that even if you say no and I only get one point, I'm still getting lunch. Yeah. Final scores. Art, 15. Lauren, 17. Bud, 18. Johnny, 23. Kirsten, 23. Paul, 26. See, Brian, that's what really pissed me off was that Paul came on, on top. And I didn't like that. I want to be And you know who marked his? I don't care about Brian. Brian can Brian, win and be having lunch and it's fine. But I didn't like that you had 14 oh, and then you rocketed up to 26. Yeah. You know who marked his, though? Discrepancy, though. You know who marked his? Art. Yes. Uh-oh. Art was very Uh-oh. drunk. So there's a few other discrepancies. Yeah. Drunk and upset. And I should say, at the very beginning, we had a three-way tie for the bottom um, at 14. Art, myself, and uh, Paul were all at 14. Then Lauren had 17. And then we had a three-way tie for first with Johnny, Kirsten, and Brian all at 22. And then Kirsten had a point found... Um, but then Brian had a point found, and then Johnny had a point found, and then it was everything it was just complete recount, and this is how we how we shake out on our on our Deadpool, as it were. Next, amusing as hell though. <laughs> what I thought was funny is that before and after the show, HBO hit us with this crazy intense plea to not unsubscribe from the HBO service. They threw show preview after show preview uh, at us, and. Uh, it was a good pitch. It was a good pitch. Personally, I was very happy to see um, his Dark Materials highly featured in there. And then yeah. another, a full trailer for his Dark Materials. Uh, this is a, a co-production between HBO and the BBC. A uh, full trailer dropped. I still hype. 
I still very hype. I think that's smart though to do uh, to have a lot of it really feature his dark materials because um, if mm. especially going into a show like Game of Thrones, oh parallels kind of that periody yeah. you know parallel yeah totally. I I know there's a lot of jokes about this too now about how like. Oh, now what are you going to watch on HBO? And HBO subscriptions are going, and I'm going back to Netflix and all that. But, like, um, in the way that we are able to subscribe to HBO these days through our, like, streaming provider and Crave and all that, um, I still find – I think what I pay extra for HBO is, like, I think it's another $10 a month. On top of your Crave? Yeah. Yeah, it's another 10 bucks. And so around the same or less than I pay for Netflix. So I still think that track record-wise, HBO Yeah, but has you have earned... to subscribe to Crave to do it. So it's 20 bucks is okay. how you're getting it. I understand the math. But um, <laughs> still, with their track record, I would think I'd rather pay the 20 bucks for HBO and whatever else is on Crave than the... Uh, 14 or whatever it is for Netflix. If it's the choice between the two, and again, I'm talking track record-wise. Don't you agree? Yep. Like, HBO, the only thing going for it has not been Game of Thrones. No, right? man. I remember back in the 90s, that was the big thing, is you would, like, go try to find a hotel to stay at, and, like, on the thing outside, it would be like, we have HBO. Oh, yeah. huge. That was, like, yeah. the thing. It's like, plush. you wanted to go to stay at a hotel that had HBO, so... Um, another great meme that I saw going around was somebody canceling their HBO subscription, and then it, it, the little box popped up like, please tell us the reason why. And it was just, bitch, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing that HBO has for us uh, is Westworld. The next season not dropping till 2020, but a full trailer dropped on Westworld this week. Uh, yes, we- I'm going to go rock one because I don't like Westworld anymore. Oh, okay. I'll rock him. Oh, Paul is going to rock AP, apparently. That's great. Um, So, yeah, full trailer for Westworld coming back in 2020. Nothing to do with anyone or anything that we know of until the very last scene. Uh, What did we all think of this? I didn't see it. Where was it sent? Uh, Paul did send it through the the thing, but uh, there were a lot of... Yeah, it was... uh, It's interesting. I think it'll be a nice sort of refreshing thing. Uh, because they're out of the park. Yeah, it oh, appears to take place... spoiler alert for Wes? Oh, we've already spoiler alerted way back when, so okay. I'm sure we're fine. Yeah, no, it takes place completely, like, modern city, flying cars, mm-hmm. all sorts of cool things. Yeah, so it'll be cool to see a little bit more of that universe, because we got a little bit of a taste of that in Westworld. But I, I will say that I'm, I, I really wish I was as intrigued with the HBO show Westworld uh, as I was with Game of Thrones. Because it's very interesting, but it loses you yep. really quick. Yeah, yep. I loved the first season. Great. The second season really fell off yeah. for you me. Need yeah. You need a spreadsheet. You need a spreadsheet and a PhD in something to, to well, keep track of what's going on. If you're watching, if you're watching that show and you get a text message, pause the show yeah. before you answer <laughs> the text message, then respond to the text message, then take five minutes, and then skip back to the beginning of the fucking episode <laughs> and uh, rewatch. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. It's, uh, I, yeah, absolutely love the show and all it does, but you're right. The, um, just the amount of math you had to do to get through season two was mm. quite, well, it's, quite I imposing. I think it was just hard to, to make that twist at the end of season one to go on that hype like to keep they were like doing M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. like they can't do that in season two anymore you can't no. have that big fucking reveal no. um, and so I think that's why it really fell off for me because that first season when that happens it's just so mind blowing um, and they, that that's it there's no more twists yeah. to be had 
The um, one thing that I did like about it, uh, and I consistently love about it, is the music. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the music is phenomenal. And like, it's one of those things that actually I have on my Spotify playlist. Uh, sometimes when I'm just at home and I just need something on in the background, I've got like the Westworld soundtrack. Yes, I do as with, well. Like these songs played on piano and stuff. And even when they went to Shogun World and they have like the Japanese instruments playing a Wu Tang song. Oh, and stuff. so good, yeah, so yeah, good. Fun. They do it a little bit in this trailer too. They go from an an actual song, which I can't remember this very moment, uh, to the piano version of the song. So, uh, well done. Looking forward to it. Uh, we'll, Please don't cancel HBO. Right? Your money. Yeah. We'll definitely have to rewatch uh, season. Season one and uh, rewatch season two eight times uh, before I can get to season three. Yeah, something's beeping. We're all going to blow up. Um, we're going to jump back to other things, but on sort of keeping on the small screen. Uh, last episode of Big Bang Theory happened this week. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait. Yeah, another thing that ended. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God? Really? I don't know. Like, do you guys ever watch Big Bang Theory? No! Trash! Yeah, like, I know it's, like, a big cultural sorry, touch. <laughs> Paul's back, Paul everyone. Uh, it's a big, like, cultural thing, and, like, it went for, like, it was something nuts, like, 12 seasons, like, a very, very long time. Um, but the major complaint that I always hear about Big Bang Theory is that their jokes to the nerds and to the geeks on the show aren't really like geek jokes they're just they're they're really poking fun at yeah. the things they like like it just that line is kind of crossed and i've i've had a chuckle or two at a big bang theory but like I don't know. It's a big, it's a big, huge thing that it also that it ended this week. So, well, let me drill down on beefing on it because it's a beef show and I hate its guts. Oh my! Because number one, it started off as you're right, a, f- a show that felt like it was like written by jocks about nerds. Yeah. So, fuck like when you. the hot girl moves in across the yes. hot girl moved in across the way. Yeah. Um, and then I think it did kind of evolve maybe as it go went on, and I don't really know. And anyone who loves the show can correct me if I'm wrong. But so it did a little bit as it found a fan base with some I don't know I guess self loathing nerds mm-hmm. like did embrace that a bit. So you'd get the like you know Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner and all these other guest spots on it. Okay, I guess. Um, the thing that really beefed me about it, though, is that, like, above all, regardless of subject matter or anything that it's about, it's just a shitty, laugh-tracky, will-they-won't-they drama, um, yeah. and, like, d- lame, weak, boring network comedy, okay? Bo- like, outdated, 30-minute d- shitty sitcom, right, that we outgrew and we have outgrown as comedy lovers, okay, and that's why better shows exist without laugh tracks and everything and what really made me mad about it is like if that's what it is and that appeals to a certain segment of the audience and it just muddles along for even as many seasons as it did, great but beating better shows like 30 Rock and, you know, and uh, Jim Parsons beating better actors in the comedy categories at award shows? Fuck off. For what? Bazinga? Shitty dumb catchphrases and canned laughter? Fuck you, Big Bang. It Sorry, how do you really feel? <laughs> um, Jim Parsons, it was super weird because I guess he's like, he's trying to move away from that character, right? And trying to do better and bigger and better things. And Lots the other day, <laughs> I watched Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, which is the... How is he in that? And he's in it. Like, he's yeah. in it for not very long. But it was just so weird. I was like, why is Sheldon Cooper like a lawyer now? Right. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, anyway, fun fun fact, or maybe not so fun fact, uh, just as closing out Big Bang Theory, um, and you talking about the original uh, episode, that original season sound, seems like it was written for jocks about nerds, but with like subtle nerd jokes. Right. Do you know that, uh, what's her name, Kaylee Kukula? Kukula? 
Um, she was uh, not the original person that was supposed to be in that role. It was somebody else who's also super famous. I don't know her name. But apparently she was too pretty. The original actress was too pretty and too good looking that it made the nerd jokes seem even more mean. So they had to have a less good looking wow. person cast wow. so it didn't seem so mean. Yeah. Wouldn't you love hearing that as Kayla Kowoko? Who is... Yeah. Gorgeous. I like, yeah. Oh, yeah, so totally. Stupid. I forget who it was. You, it, you would know her. I don't know. She's that's the model, type but. of like jock creation um, thing that I'm sure went into this show from like day one. It's the same guy who did the fucking uh, Two and a Half Men, isn't it? Yep. Chuck, Chuck Lore. Yep. Yeah. Except Bare Naked Ladies did the theme song, which I like. So. Great theme. Yeah. Let's talk about a war in the stars. <laughs> It's just a whole bunch of news that dropped this week, and uh, yeah, just a lot of news. Somebody talk about something. There's a lot of news. I'll talk about. I'll, I'll talk about the photos. Vanity Fair. Almost every Star Wars movie does this great thing. They get Annie Leibovitz, and they do shoots, and some of the stuff is staged, and some of it is behind the scenes, and some of it is real. Um, but of course, it's Annie Leibovitz, so I I always enjoy these in, in Vanity Fair. And Except there was so many spoilers. Okay, was there? There was so. Did you read the captions? So there wasn't like spoilers so much in the photos. Like, the captions had spoilers. There's this one with uh, Ray and um, and uh, Kylo. Kylo fighting. And, like, the caption of it is, like, we'll find out in this movie that their connection goes even deeper than previously thought. I was like, okay, so they are secret twins or something, right? <laughs> like, So is that a spoiler or is that you just... spoiler. Read it. Read it what it says. Kylo, Ren, and Ray battle it out with lightsabers in a stormy confrontation. Their force connection, what Driver calls their maybe bond, will turn out to run even deeper than previously revealed. Is because, that not a spoiler? Because Luke Skywalker was raised Dad, what the fuck? <laughs> Annie? Don't rude. I don't know. You know what? You know that JJ had his hand on every single word and every single caption. And as much as he loves opening the mystery box, there's no way he revealed anything that's going to lessen the impact of the reveals in this too movie. Spoilery. Too spoilery. I don't like The photos are beautiful. Um, and it was really cool to see um, Anthony Daniels in like his C-3PO outfit and like all the people around him like um, what are they doing they're like they're trying to like dry sweat off him which doesn't make sense because he's in a metal suit <laughs> but I also like like everyone else is wearing like shorts and t-shirts it looks so hot wherever so they're shooting yeah. and then here's Anthony Daniels as C-3PO just like just a legend yeah definitely <laughs> um, but yeah the, I like the photos like seeing the Knights of Ren um, pretty excited on this other Star Wars news about uh, Billy Lord is going to be acting opposite her mom, That's Carrie so Fisher. so cool. Um, and how J.J. said that originally he tried to write scenes so that they were not acting together because he thought it might be too hard for Billy Lord. Which is sweet, but ask the lady, you know. And she uh, she said, no, if I, want, if I have kids, I want them to see my mom and I acting together in this movie. And I just think it's going to be... I think it's gonna be really cool. I have high hopes for the um, Carrie Fisher scenes, and I, you know, you've got to with a character that's iconic, you've got to give her a fond farewell Thank and everything you. that really makes sense. But uh, I always remember in season, I think it's like two or three of The Sopranos, um, the woman who played Tony's mom died in real life. Oh, right. And she was a major character and was going to have major implications throughout the rest of the entire show. Yeah. And so what they did was they took old performances and CGI'd them into one final scene with Tony 
and then uh, wrote it into the show that she just died, like the character died. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) and at the time, it was like, wow, what an achievement, what a technical achievement, the CGI looks great and everything, and how, what a nice little wrap-up of the character. But when you rewatch it, it does not hold up. Number one, the CGI does not really hold up. It's so obvious. Yeah, And... It's it's also very obvious that she's just using recycled, um, like dialogue. Uh, yeah, dialogue. So so all the things that Tony is saying, I guess, is contextualizing what she is saying, mm. but it's also just like it's very clunky. And she, you know, just like he says something that a real person or that real character would respond to. And instead, she just waves her hanky at him. And to me, <laughs> oh, what yeah. that is is like a waving a hanky of being like, yeah. fake, fakey, phony, phony, fake <laughs> I'm dead now. Oh, I mean, luckily, so they cool. have a lot of footage that they can pull from right. to do this. So, like, I totally have the same fears. But originally, when Carrie Fisher died, you know, after getting over the, the horror and disappointment that she was gone, like, I originally, my thing was like, fuck, what are they going to do with Leia? Like, they right. can't... I was so worried that they were just going to write something in, like, at, at the beginning crawl, like, and Leia died in a battle. The right. end. Well, and this was supposed to be her yes. movie. Yes. Yeah. I and have to go now. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Rand. <laughs> I, I was so worried that they were going to do that, and then they had the talks about, are they going to like make her a hologram? Are they going to do this? Or whatever they're going to do. Mm. And Billy Lord was, like, her daughter was in for everything. She was like, you want a hologram? Or cool, do that. You want to do this? Do that. Like, mom would have wanted, like, she would have wanted this. So I'm so glad that she's still going to be in this film. And I, I, Leia needs an ending for her character. She can't just be like, written out yeah because Maybe she survives you ever think about that too like Maybe but I, I'm not character last yeah, through the end of the yeah. movie. Um, I'm not so worried about it going full Sopranos because they already did something like this, and yes, they were smaller characters. But in Rogue One, um, they had the X-wing pilots, they had Red Leader and Gold Leader. Oh yeah. Um, in the Battle of Scarif, like so, right at the end of, of, of Rogue One, and all of that footage, like uh, the director went in to Skywalker Ranch and saw like these big movie reels, and w- were like, "What's that?" And they're like, "Oh, that's just unused footage from A New Hope," and they. They're like, what? And so they went through it, and it had the actual actors um, just doing other lines that didn't make it into the movie that they digitized, and then ILM added their cockpits, and like, it's total fan service, and totally. yes, it's oh, only like for like best. two or three minutes, but yeah. it looked really good. Like, so I remember good. that moment so worth in Rogue One being like, what the fuck, it's Red yeah. Oh my god, it's good. Yeah. Like, it was so great. So, I, I, have, a, I have hope for what's going to happen with Leia. Rebellions are built on her. <laughs> and I think they have lots of footage to use. And I just hope that they do her pro- plot line well. Mm. I would love to, I would also love to know that once this movie comes out and it's all ended and it's all wrapped up, I would love to hear somebody tell me what the original plot was supposed to be. Like, I get it, Carrie Fisher died, but I want to know what it was supposed to be before they had to change it. Yeah, or at least that is a novella or something. Mm -hmm. That would be, that Mm -hmm. would be good. I gotta take just a moment to talk about Terminator Dark Fate. Trailer dropped this morning. Um, I hype. But, you know, the Terminator in Terminator 2 Judgment Day shared the number one spot in Bud's favorite movies. So I'm excited about this one. This one's technically going to be the third movie in that series. We are forgetting Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. We are forgetting Terminator Salvation. We are forgetting Terminator Genesis. Hello. And we're going straight from Terminator 2 Judgment Day to Terminator Dark Fate. 
Linda Hamilton, who was in the first two, she's back. Arnie is back, uh, as Kirsten speculated. Probably not for too long. He looks like an old man in a cabin. <laughs> um, but that's because it's living tissue over a metal endoskeleton, and it, and it does age as well. Um, yeah, so and then we've got some new characters. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, who is from Vancouver and was in Blade Runner 2049. She plays Grace um, in the first still that we got. She's the one with the short blonde hair in the middle and all these fascinating mar- uh, markings on her body. She is a human Terminator hybrid. She's from San Juperino, too. The, the one episode of Black Mirror with a happy ending. Wow. Cool. And on the left, the young girl here, this is uh, Natalie Reyes. She plays Danny Ramos. Uh, she is the target uh, of this Terminator, this this kind of um, unremarkable-looking, almost nerdy kind of Terminator who's super badass. Um, she's she's the target of this Terminator. Okay, but looking at this and looking at the trailer, and but this is what I wanted to say to you when we watched it. Ah, uh, yes. Number one, trailer looks great. Looks like a great movie. But this still right here absolutely captures what I think this movie is. Did they not just redo Terminator with girls? Like, what the fuck? There's oh. Sarah Connor. Well, the Terminator's a chick. Oh, there's John Connor. Don't kill him. But actually now it's a chick. Truly, yes. Yeah, and the, the plot of the movie looks like the exact same thing. In fact, um, What's-Her-Face has a line. She, Why do you care so much about this girl? Oh, because she was me once. Yeah. It's literally they've redone Terminator. It is. This is a torch passing. The uh, the, the Danny Ramos character will be the new uh, Sarah Connor. And the Grace uh, Terminator character will be the new Terminator. So they got mad when, when they did Star Wars and they did Force Awakens. They're like, it's the same plot as A New Hope, but slightly different. That's what I feel this movie is going to be. This is the exact same. It's a gender flip soft reboot. Mm -hmm. Happens in the same universe. You've got the older actors in there. Mm. But, okay... Like, like I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just that was my yeah. no. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Way to piss on his campfire, Sorry. guys. Sorry. No, no, no. Really good. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Shut. Yeah. Up. It did. Like, it was a lot better than the other movies that you said. Those other sequels, yeah. which are trash. It yeah, looked good, it and I was great. interested. I in that. That looks Linda Hamilton looks badass. Oh my god! Oh my god! One at a time! One at a time! Oh wow! Okay, I'll say. We just don't want to upset, but yeah, no, it's I fine. Know. It's okay. I it's can okay. take it. It's fine that you pissed on his campfire. <laughs> um, I will say too. Like I'm, I'm excited for the term that Terminator Gabriel Luna. He he actually plays um, Ghost Rider in Marvel's Agents of Shield. Yeah, and he plays like the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider. That really, when you watch those episodes, uh, the, like those Ghost Rider episodes on Agents of Shield, you'd be like, how come this guy doesn't have his own R-rated Netflix show? Oh, really? He plays it so well. Cool. It's actually so well that Marvel's hired him back to play Ghost Rider in uh, Hulu. Awesome. So they're gonna basically not really, I guess, kind. Kind of soft reboot <laughs> Ghost Rider, so it doesn't really necessarily fall in the continuity of Agents of Shield. But there's but your opportunity. If played you the character to. so well that yeah. they wanted him. You know, it kind of like what they did with Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he plays such an intense character there. It'll be really cool to see him as a Terminator because you can almost see him as a Terminator in Agents of Shield. Great twist in this movie. The Terminator, known as Rev-9. This is an advanced... Um, again, the word that they keep banding about is liquid metal. But come on, it's a mimetic, it's a mimetic poly-alloy. Um, <laughs> okay. He's an advanced prototype where... It is the metal endoskeleton underneath, and this time it's toned dark 
gunmetal blacky gray. Cool. So it's cooler, like it's it's scarier than the um, than the silver metal endoskeleton. Like they tried this, they tried with the the the, the blue slitted eyes of the TX in Terminator Three. They tried to make that scary. It's blue. It's not scary. Mm. Back to the red eyes. We're on a dark uh, combat chassis, and it's covered with that mimetic poly alloy or that liquid metal. But here's the twist. In the trailer, you see him driving. He splits his skin. He takes the liquid metal off, continues driving as the metal endoskeleton and forms a second of himself in the form of the human being on the hood of the truck and then jumps. He can be two. This is two Terminators in one. God damn, I should have watched this trailer. Yeah, the trailer's actually really good. Really like, bad. as much as uh, it did look, and I'm not a big Terminator fan, but I I was hyped for it. We also I love don't Harrison know. Ford in the cabin. Or Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Pretty, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the cabin. I, I wrote down Harrison Ford because it reminded me of, of his appearance in Blade we Runner. We also 29. don't know if he's going to be a Terminator, too. He could be, like, the human that was modeled after the oh. Terminator. Uh-huh. Which Interesting. Would, effectively, right. have you ever seen the special that. features of Terminator 2, Judgment Day? Oh, I had that VHS, I watched the there heck was, out of those. There's things. a special feature in one of like the special edition DVDs that shows uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger as like um, military generals or like or like a sergeant or something, Sergeant Candy, and uh, <laughs> he was talking about like you know the the future of the military and the, like in that special feature, he's who the Terminator is modeled, you know, after. Is modeled after. Oh, neat. They did this in the television series uh, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles with Lena Headley, Cersei in it, yeah, um, where human beings were made as sort of like the, the models of Terminators. Hmm. Um, but one other fact that we haven't talked about here is that the, the Danny Ramos is another human Terminator hybrid. Um, so this will be a very interesting. This is a very interesting twist. Um, this movie will come out on November first, twenty nineteen. It's directed by Tim Miller of Love, Death, and Robots. Why are you laughing, Kirsten? Because I was just in my mind. I was trying to think of how you got a human robot hybrid, and I was thinking, oh, oh they probably no. did it. They probably had sex, oh, right? No. They were they were meeting, and then I was like, it probably started with a flashlight. Yes, thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. No flashlight. Oh, they become activated sensitive. Skynet. <laughs> Make sure you put them in the dishwasher if your sperm stays in there they're gonna Skynet's gonna come online genetic material out yes that's gonna be like an episode of Love, Death, and Robots (laughs) that's like a prequel of the Terminator or maybe that's how this movie starts like it's cold open with just some guy (laughs) rubbing one out into a flashlight and then you just hear that like dun 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 (laughs) and like he does it in the dishwasher and it slowly fades into the flashlight dun 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 okay you guys your valid opinions about the trailer were one thing but come on jeez I silently giggled to myself and you asked. Uh, <laughs> the dun 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 is his rhythm. Okay, all right, all right, you guys. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Kirsten <laughs> James. I mean, it was a legitimate thing, right? You're the <laughs> filthiest one out of all of us, and I love it. Your mother would not be proud of this episode. <laughs> Kirsten James, where can we find you on the internet? Are we done? I don't know. I'm just telling you. You're just like, Picard, you brought up- that was sweet. Yeah, Picard. Picard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Star Trek Picard. Yeah, a trailer that really didn't show us anything, but was cool nonetheless. You know what I gleaned from it? Mm. Picard is Thanos. Oh, oh because he's retired yeah, he's in the retired, old vineyards. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, I liked how how it was like his vintage with his wine, like Picard. Chateau Picard. Chateau yeah. Picard. Uh, yes. Basically, yeah, he's he's living out living out his dream, and probably in in France, he's he owns a, a wine a vineyard, and there's just a little bit of voiceover that ends with, uh, "Why did you leave Starfleet, Admiral?" And one shot of Jean Luc Picard as as 
Picard. But you know what? No, seeing no, that Patrick shot, and seeing that shot, all I can hear is Logan. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's all here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the show, and it's interesting how Star Trek is kind of like in TV, splitting between two things. Discovery, which is a fucking goddamn nightmare and a mess with all the like, <laughs> it's like it's rapid burnout because every season has to end in the most epic space battle you've ever seen, which is hard to watch. I don't know what's going on. I don't give a shit about anyone who's on any of the ships or who's fighting or who's shooting at who with lasers and everything. And then I hope Picard is the opposite, which is that it's like a really nice quiet cerebral a lot of acting yeah. and a lot of talking yeah. and a nice like a bunch of uh, and you would have to hope to if Patrick Stewart has come back to it and he's such an amazing actor yep. and it is these moments it is not the fights you know it is the, the moments of introspection and, and brilliance uh, of, of the character Picard that made us love him yes. so yes give us more of that please yeah. can I do a quick 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 review and recommendation oh I, yeah i saw the trailer for your review and recommendation and i am sunk i yeah, want to see I, this badly this was just just showed up on my netflix queue it's a, a movie called see you yesterday produced by spike lee um and it's a time travel movie Hack. Uh, <laughs> but yeah it deals with time travel you know how i was talking about the two philosophies of time travel in when it comes to movies like in endgame they did branching reality time travel and in uh Back to the Future, they did Closed Loop. Right. This is a time travel movie uh, with the philosophy of Closed Loop. Like, you can go back and you can reset things or you can change things in your past to affect your present. Cool. Um, and it's about uh, a girl living in, uh, I guess it's like Queens or somewhere in New York. Um, and she just, you know, f finished, I guess maybe her 11th grader or whatever of high school and is ready for summer but she's <laughs> trying uh, to she she's d invented this thing her and her f best friend have invented this thing for uh, a science big science extravaganza thing fair thingy I love that that it's sort of accidental rather than what they set out to do yeah well and so it's basically they you know they they Invented time travel, and uh, um, what the show mainly focuses on—it's got the, sort of this social political commentary on, you know, involving like the whole Black Lives Matter movement and mm. everything like that, where you know the girl's uh, older brother gets shot and killed by police because of a mistaken identity, and you know he pulls one of those guys pulls a cell phone out of his pocket, and police think he's pulling a gun out, so so they shoot and kill him, and it's about the girl and uh, her whole mission to try to prevent that from happening to go back in time oh, to prevent her brother from getting shot and having to you know deal with all the difficulties of that and whether or not this whole thing is really just inevitable and she can't oh, wow. change it and it's it turned into such like it's only an hour and a half it's based on a short film it's produced by spike lee it is it is full of social commentary social and political commentary but it doesn't cram it down your throat in terms of this is the opinion you should have based right. on this show that you're watching That's it good. shows both sides it shows like gang violence and everything as well so um yeah, I I just thought it was great. It it has this really weird act structure where it's not like a f complete three act structure, and it ends on a note where you're just thinking like, 
It and basically it ended on a note that made me think and then made me send the trailer to you guys and like awesome. I wanna you know I want more people to watch this and you know tell me what they think. The trailer looked great. I am yeah. definitely going to watch this one yeah. this week. Yeah, That's it cool. was pretty cool. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, just on that note, I forgot I wanted to recommend Dave something and just on the political, so it reminded me about it. Uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone mm-hmm. has been going on. There's been um, nine episodes now, and and. Uh, I feel like it is too much on the other side of the spectrum where it does have lots of political um, opinions that they kind of are cramming down your throat. And I almost feel like, you know, Jordan Peele did... uh, what's the movie? Get Out. Get Out. The, uh, no, not Us. Um, yeah. Us wasn't a, didn't have any other agenda. Um, Get Out, though, and they were like, yes, we want that, but with Twilight Zone now. And so, like, there was one episode called Not All Men. Like, oh, do you know what I no, mean? Like, really? So they, they unfortunately do. So anyway, I, I don't want to recommend all of Twilight Zone, but there was one episode called Six Degrees of Freedom. It aired a couple of weeks ago, and if you ever like Twilight Zone, if you're interested in the new Jordan Peele one, I'd definitely uh, check that out. And it has been renewed for a second season, even though it hasn't been great, getting great reviews. They're independent stories. They don't. They're not. Yeah. Watch them. Okay. I yeah, love like, that because that's what that was the Twilight Zone, and I freaking love the Twilight. And I Zone. like I like it too. It's it's just if it came before Black Mirror, mm-hmm. then I probably would have oh, been have a little been bit more them? intrigued. Have you been watching? All yeah, of them? I, yeah. Well, I saw a couple of them, but then that's my thought is like, man, you know, Black Mirror has already done a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I, unfortunately, he's a little bit late to the party, yeah. and some of his, his his episodes didn't really hit the mark. For no, me. no, they uh, haven't. And but he's a great narrator, like Jordan Peele himself. And all of the, I'll I'll say this about the new Twilight Zone: all of the acting, the direction, everything's phenomenal. It's just the stories yeah. kind of fall a little bit flat, and they don't have those Twilight Zoney twists at the end like the original series Twilight Zone's a really tricky property because we all or you know like culture remembers it pretty fondly for how kind of groundbreaking mm-hmm. it probably was the way that it was like independent stories and the twists and all that and how wild that was but every time they've tried to redo it it's just like it doesn't really hold up for modern audiences uh, you know like you Black Mirror again does it in a really focused, interesting, cool, bleak, dark way. But like, yeah, but the thing it's about- like you could do it the same way that they did it back in the 1960s or 50s, wherever it was. But that might feel old. You could be more subtle with your political commentary, but he hasn't. <laughs> How are you going to keep up with Black Mirror? Like, but again, yeah, what interesting TV that should be good. But the thing about Black Mirror is like all of their episodes are, are very focused on technology, right? right. And how, That's technology yeah. and how bad it is. So it's very futuristic. Whereas the original Twilight Zone was made in like the 1950s. So guess what it's about? Space, going to space, mm-hmm. Martians, mm-hmm. aliens, things like that, yeah. um, which you can't really do now because, you know, we've been to the moon and we've been in space. And so back in the 1950s, that was a huge unknown thing. And so that's why Black Mirror is so good because technology is kind of unknown. And if we right. fuck our flashlights, then they could turn into Skynet. Oh, we my don't God, know. you guys. Oh, my God. Um, so right. Kidding me right she's now. so right. She's so right. But <laughs> she's just anyway, that one it. episode, that one it. episode, Six Degrees of Freedom, um, it, 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 if, funnily enough, it is about space. Um, <laughs> and uh, I really really like that episode and recommendation. I'd say we're about at time here, um, but we're going to do a new thing starting this week. Uh, he says, looking to Kirsten and agreeing that we're both going to both going to do this, um, is that we're going to drop in things that we didn't get to. Uh, the the trailer two for Toy Story four. We're going to put this in the in the show notes, which you'll find at the zone.fm slash podcast as well. The first look trailer uh, for Batwoman, uh, new clip for Stranger Things three. Just things we didn't get to talk about here, but no, things that we Liza discovered. Liza wanted us to talk about it. Sorry, Liza. Oh shoot, that's right. This this one, yeah, I do 
want to, if you want to read this, one more email to geekoutofthezone.fm, Liza says, thanks in the subject line. Just wanted to say I love the Geek Out. You guys are great. I love getting updates and hearing the latest geek news. I'm currently traveling Canada, and it's hard to keep up with the latest info, so thanks. Keep it up, and know you're not just shouting into the void. Someone's listening. Aww, well, that nice. makes one of you. Thank you. Oh, and I had a question about the new Batman mm-hmm. casting. I think he'll make a good Bruce, but not a bat. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk. Yeah. Oh, it? man. Yeah, I'm kind of glad Game of Thrones is over, so it doesn't dominate our podcast Pretty much, yeah. Hour. First yeah. it was Avengers, then it was through. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah this will be the last time we'll be able to cover a much more wide variety of topics now yeah. that these two damn things are over. But yeah, we're going to uh, um, extend the... I like her the, comment, uh, though. He'd make a good Bruce, but not a bat. Like, that it is, like, he will make a good uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, look at Robert Pattinson, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Our pets. Um, <laughs> you what? Sorry. Our like case stew and our pets. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Them? Um, uh, I, I think it'll make a. I don't know. I like it because the thing is, um, when they announced Batman as God, I'm so bad at names. George Clooney. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when George Clooney was Batman. Michael Keaton. No. Mr. Mom. No. Fuck. No. Um, Affleck. Affleck. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody went nuts. They're like, what? Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. This is going to be awful. And then he was cool, and then everyone was really sad when he retired from it. Not my favorite Batman, but... I, I'm I not think, really sad, but no, you know. not like George Clooney, who was like yeah. pulling in a favor, like for him to be in that fucking movie. But you do, you have to give these uh, these alternate actors a chance yep. to Heath stretch Ledger, their Heath muscles. Ledger's mm-hmm. example Find number one, exactly. Was like, there was backlash with Heath Ledger and fucking killed it. No. And also, if you think that a guy who spent his uh, younger acting days um, acting emo and pretending to be a bat as a vampire um, <laughs> is not a good match for Batman, then I have bad news for you, <laughs> Batman fans, of what's going on with Batman. That's his whole thing. I like anyway. I like the casting. I think I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Go and on. it'll bring a whole, sorry, it'll bring a whole uh, new uh, wave of fans too, right? Like people yeah, really like Robert Pattinson's fans hmm. yeah. will come and watch Batman now who might, might not have before. So. I'm into the new Batwoman. Go watch the trailer. Find it on our show notes at thezone.fm slash podcast. Kristen James, where can we find you? On the internet. Um, on the internet. You can find me if you Google me. The end. Great. Um, Art Aronson, uh, at Art Aronson on Twitter and Between the Stammers, wherever you downloaded this fine podcast. You can probably also find his name on that petition. <laughs> uh, he deserves a nap right now. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Plastino. At Paul Plastino. Brian? Uh, Boytano913, Twitter and Instagram, and DJ Boytano on Facebook. I'm WebmeisterBot on all socials. Uh, thanks for hanging in with us. It's been the Geek, 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 Geek Podcast. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.